This is the Night Owls Disc Golf Podcast. I'm Shane. And I'm JP. JP, how do you like sandwiches? <laughs> We're just going to jump into it. They're fine. They're fine? Yeah. Are you? Is this this picky eater thing again? No. No. I mean, I, I like eating at uh, Jimmy John's. Okay. <laughs> so I like sandwiches. But I'm pretty plain. I'm just like meat and cheese. Lettuce oh, every once in a while. No condiments. That's right. No, no condiments really on... That is so strange to me. Yeah. Okay. I hate like mayo, mustard. No, not so much. But like if you give me a hamburger or something, I'll throw condiments on it. But isn't hamburger a sandwich? It's between two pieces of bread. Uh, Yeah, right? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So if you had to pack a sandwich for a disc golf round, what would it be? Probably like some kind of like Italian, like provolone, Mm -hmm. salami, uh, like capicola, something like something like the pepperoni and all yeah, that. Yeah, okay. yeah, something like that. Or you know, like I like a like a hot Italian beef sandwich. Oh yeah, or like a French dip. Yeah, kind of like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. What about PG, PB and J? I'm just straight PB. Just PB. Yeah, I hate no jelly J. Too. Yeah, just peanut butter. Yep. <laughs> Maybe like a fluffernutter. <laughs> Ooh, that's good. So like marshmallow with peanut Pe- butter. With peanut butter, yeah. Or Nutella. All right, I'm for it. Or something it. like that. I'm for it. See, yeah. Nutella, like, I'm, I'm, I'm good with it, but... Well, actually, like, I'm not good with Nutella, but um, there's this... <laughs> Why'd no, you no, offer no, it no, up? No, 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 no. Because <laughs> it got me thinking about this. There's this company called uh, New York Peanut Butter Company, and so they okay. make a bunch of different, like, kind of flavored peanut butters, like mm-hmm. dark, dark chocolate and oh, okay. um, some other stuff. So I've bought their stuff a couple times and made sandwiches with it. Have it's you ever cool. had the honey roasted peanut butter? Yeah. Oh. When I think I it's younger. pretty good. It I love honey good. roasted. Yeah. I can't, I don't like crunchy peanut butter. It has to be like smooth. Oh. But. Man, you got a lot of requirements. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of like Scott Pilgrim. You got to defeat my seven <laughs> evil exes. <laughs> oh. oh, I love that movie. So I'm, I'd be a PB&J guy. You'd yeah. be like an uncrustable, throw two of those things in my bag. Good to go. Yeah. Good to go. I would love that. So, right on. so that was just my random thought of the day when I was thinking, when I was, I was standing there, oh, I was caulking. I was caulking um, uh, trim. How'd you like that? <laughs> <laughs> Where'd you think I was going with that? Nothing. I was just going to say, you better be awfully careful. With how you were <laughs> anyway. Oh, yeah. So anyways, caulking, thinking about sandwiches. There you go. Okay. So okay. what'd you buy? Was it a thrower, hanger, or flipper? Uh, yeah, I got, I did buy something. I bought a mystery box. It was a Halo Polecat mystery box. Oh, okay. So I got a Halo Polecat. Okay. And this was from, um, <laughs> Disc God. They used to be called Southside Plastic. So I knew that I was getting that okay. disc in the box. And then I, I got a, uh, Ganon Burr Signature D1, Prodigy D1. Mm-hmm. Um, a special edition MVP Uplink. Okay. Which is kind of a cool robot stamp um i got a popcorn clash popcorn sure which sure. i haven't thrown the one that you gave me to the trial. i was just gonna ask that yeah, yeah i didn't i haven't thrown them at all and then what was the other one an f3 which was another signature disc but i forgot who was it. and that might have been it okay i don't know i think there's like five besides the besides i saw somebody else got the same box that i was following on instagram and he got a Terra the new MVP disc. Mm-hmm. It's like 8503 or something like that. Mm-hmm. Kind of like T-Bird-esque. So I was curious about, I was like, oh, I hope I get one of those, but I got an uplink. Oh, <laughs> like darn it. Yeah. Okay. I mean, it's it's a super understable 
um, mid-range. And I got one in the, uh, I think they came in the Gyropalooza box. That was the Gyropalooza yes, box yep. disc. So, yeah, I mean, I I have no, I don't really have an interest in throwing it. So I might try to flip that. Yeah, that's one of those novel, fun, like, you want something to go on crazy hyzer and flip over to a roller. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's Same kind of that. Like a paradox. Yeah. Yeah, just yeah. it's a little, it's slightly more stable. But mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah, there's, there's something else, maybe not, but that's all I got this week. Okay. Yeah. okay. So I got a Flight Towels Zuka grip, cart grip. Oh. Flighttowels.com. They yeah. have Zuka cart grips, right? Cool. I think it's Flight Towels. Okay. I ordered them, so I hope it's from, yeah, but I got them in hand. I mean, I have them, but That's awesome. for the Zuka cart, they have like little squishy, I don't know. I just got black ones for mine, but I had some others. I gave one to, I want to say I gave it to Jordan. Um, I remember I gave it to somebody else. That, I think it was Jordan was the only one other person that had the Zuka at the time. So I think I gave one to him. But yeah, so that's the only thing I bought, and that will go onto the cart, and I will use it. So I'm not going to hang that one. Like tape? Like grip tape? No, it's like a it's a 3D printed, and it's um, it fits the Zuka cart perfectly. Like you don't have to put anything, no glue, no nothing. Oh. Just pop it on. It's friction fit. Oh, interesting. Like it's really, they're really nice, and they have all a plethora of colors. Well, that's plethora cool. of. Because like the only thing I really know flight hole is they take the disc, you know, and like, they put the towel on like the edge of the disc. You mm-hmm. like, follow through with it and everything. I didn't know like they really made any You're other. Making me think that I did. I'm telling the wrong, but I'll through the podcast. I'll look it up yeah, so yeah. I don't f- stop the flow. But 90 um, percent sure it's flight towel. Cool. Um, that it's a handle for the Zuka carts specifically. Um, but yeah, that was all I bought. I didn't really have any other really time to <laughs> do anymore. So. Um, so we'll get into it. So I'm going to talk about our $10,000 matching, which thank you guys very much. We reached, 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 yeah, re- is that right? Reached? Yeah. Why yeah. does that sound so wrong to me? I don't know. Okay, let's reverse that. <laughs> thank you very much. We reached the $10,000. So um, $20,000 going to the Paul Macbeth Foundation. So $10,000 from you folks, $10,000 from myself and my wife. Um, so thank you guys for making that successful. Um I had a hard time. This is the only place that I talked about it. Um, I could have done better about presenting it and pushing it out there a little more and everything, but um, I'm just, I always had a hard time with giving outward. Yeah. Um, so I didn't, but it still made to the 10,000. So I'm super happy. Um, I, I donated on the last day and it was really close. Yeah. When I, when I checked in like the couple days prior when we were recording, you mentioned we are. It was like seven over over. It was over just seven. shy. No, it was just shy of eight. So just it was shy a little eight, over. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So it went up. But thank you guys very much. Um, whoever donated, if you didn't, I'm sure there'll be another chance. But go ahead and go donate anyways. Um, I know they're going to do another matching in, a little later in the year. Not from me. <laughs> Not from me. Some from someone else. Maybe Paul directly. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Trying to raise um, more money. <laughs> but so did very well. So I'm super happy about that. Um, the things we're going to talk about, DDO, of course, there's a lot to talk about in DDO. Um, skins match, we don't know much about it, but we're going to talk about it a little bit. <laughs> and then we're going to talk about our doubles round. Oh boy. Um, yeah, it was a real good one. We'll talk about USWDGC, so the US Women's Disc Golf Championship. And then we'll have a random question. So Jordan is not with us, so I have one for JP, and JP has one for me. And then we'll talk about our shop updates. So JP, let's start with DDO. 
Yeah, it was super exciting. <laughs> in, in a in a like brutal kind of way. Yeah, yeah. The so I have a list of things. The one that I want to talk about very first. WTF, Paul Macbeth. Yeah. Like what happened? I mean, that two sub thousand rated rounds, and first time in his career he didn't make the cut. Right. That's unbelievable. And only by one stroke. One stroke. He was the only guy uh-huh. uh, at his whatever, how far down, where did he place? He was 51st. 51st, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so he was the only person there. He wasn't tied with anybody. He just missed yeah. by one yeah. stroke. I heard something crazy that the first round, just, <laughs> MP, just M- MPO had over 700 out-of-bounds strokes. I, yeah. Or something like crazy I, like that. I saw that. Well, like they were they were talking, who was it? I listened to Understable Minds today. Okay. Came out and they had a stat where like Drew Gibson had like 70 something OB strokes. Yes. Yes. I, 70? Right. But Four he, days? <laughs> and he still played, what did he play? Like eight over or something like that or nine something over? Something like that. That's <laughs> like ridiculous. 70 OB strokes? I don't know if it was that much, but it was hot because they were comparing people. Like, like Ricky had like eighteen, yeah, something like that. Because they were like, okay, this, yeah, Drew had seventy or something, and they're comparing somebody else, and they're like, well, he had this many. I forgot who the player was, but he mm-hmm. missed the cut. So it yes. was like Drew just gained that many strokes on. I don't know if it was on the green, like you know, or what, because like putting, it, it wasn't putting staying well in bounds. Anyway. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just that's amazing when you have that many OB strokes. And still make the cut. I mean, mm-hmm. that shows how difficult the course played in those conditions, but probably how difficult the course has changed to Supreme. And this is this was just talking Supreme layout. That wasn't. Yeah, this yeah. was just yeah. First and second rounds were like seven fifty, and I think it went down to five at the second five hundred mm-hmm. and something. The second round, and then the last round because there was a cut, it went down to two hundred. Just over 200, I think. Yeah. But, I mean. But that's 47 guys. Right. And Country Club, like the last round of Country Club was, the weather was way better. It was much calmer than the first round. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just incredible. Four aces hit. So we'll talk, I want to talk specifically. So there was, um, I don't know who the, there was an FPL that hit it. Chloe Alice. So Chloe Alice hit it and then Blar. Blair, Blair, however you say his name. In the practice round. An Icelandic individual. Yes. Correct. Yep. So Jordan was over there. He's over here. (laughs) So Jordan is in Iceland right now, by the way. Um, And then we have Jeremy Colling Mm -hmm. is no longer a bridesmaid. Right. He hit an ace. Forehand ace in... On the third day, that yeah. crazy wind. And he was on the, 16. He was the only player under par that round. That's right. He was three he under was or something. Three like under. That. He had the hot round. What a crazy round. And yeah. that's awesome for him. <laughs> like, that's awesome. We talked about it the other day how sneaky good he is, like how really, really good Jeremy Colling is. You know, we talked about it on a podcast. I don't know, maybe it was like three or four episodes mm-hmm. ago. And that just goes to show you, like, a lot of people don't give him enough credit. Like, he is super good. He mm-hmm. just needs to put it all together. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, and then we had the practice round $25,000 for the Eric Foundation. Yeah. Which was early, early recognition, recognition is key, key. Yeah. right? Or is, yeah. Something like that. Early yeah. recognition is key. Yeah, and that was Matt Bell. Yeah. And we t- kind of t- talked about it last episode, but we, the, the Eric thing, yeah, I just kind of yeah. heard about. 
So four aces on 16. That's awesome. Yeah, for the week. That's crazy. That's awesome. And then there was a couple on the AM side. I like, you know, I just popped up that I think DD or someone had mentioned, you know, that there's a number of aces on during some of the flex starts and oh, things okay. of that going on during the week in, cool. in Emporia. Yeah. Especially with how windy that was. Man. Yeah, unbelievable. No. Oh. And then a big shout out. We'll go into it. So big shout out Brody Smith, third. So it's his first podium finish in uh what uh a pro tour event yeah so kind of an elite series yeah so good for him and i don't know if anyone and i love the because i did watch a little bit of it i loved the the pre-roll that they did of him you know how they like they do like introduction and then they do a pre-roll right right they did that pre-roll of brody and just how genuine how how much he truly loves the sport at least that's the way it came across and think about how much he's diving in like they're opening a shop their you know foundation how much he's jumped in with foundation mm-hmm. i think that's fantastic so i was excited to see him get into third and not only that because i have a little bit of a fan crush yeah a little bit of a crush on him but i think it's more so that i get to mess with one of our buddies mm-hmm. <laughs> and just say hey look how good brody did <laughs> Uh, I, I, still I was going to say he... something the other day about it, <laughs> but I wasn't sure who was watching or oh, anything yeah, going yeah. on. I was be like, I can't believe this is happening right I now. Know. I know. It's it's actually pretty incredible because he came into this, the final day in for, second. He was in second. Yeah. And then he slipped a little bit, had a really rough day the final day. Yeah, he did. Played great all three other all three rounds. I think he averaged like ten forty something. Is that what it was? Yeah. So awesome. Good he, for him. He kind of he kind of picked it up on the back because he ended up with a I think a birdie to finish out. Yeah. And yeah. on eighteen, and he ended up in that three way or five way tie. Yeah. For third, which is crazy. Well, and then because it was a solo second, which is awesome. Yeah. We'll talk about that yeah. in just a bit. <laughs> so yeah, I'm 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 happy for him, and I like I said, I just. I think he can be a top 10 disc golfer this year still. I still think it's possible. I mean, it's with the way he's the time and energy and his focus. I mean, it, it just seems in the grind he's in, not that all, everybody else isn't, but I don't know. He's, he's an athlete. We've talked about this before. He's just a true athlete. He's mm-hmm. a professional athlete. So yeah, super I mean, happy about it. It's cool too. Um, you know, a lot of people, Logan Harpool is a name that's kind of been around with DD mm-hmm. for a while. It was cool to see him and that um, Jake Lieben... Lieben Liebenheimer. Yeah, Liebenheimer Schmidt. Yeah, <laughs> who was it that said that? I don't know. <laughs> I heard it, but, but yeah, Liebenheimer. But yeah, I mean, two guys that you like that Jake. He's not even a pro player. He's you know I think mm-hmm. I heard he's a uh, special education teacher. Right, and like he just came here on this. You know, that's uh, that's Harbel, right? Wasn't he the well, I don't know. Either way, one of them was a special them, education yeah, teacher. Yeah. I I, was, and he had the, you know, if, you, if you're if you watching, he's got the crazy underhand. Uh, yeah, like horseshoe, horseshoe style. Or, yeah, beanbag style. Mm-hmm. Like, I was watching him line it up at first. I was like, okay, this yeah. is interesting. And then extremely nose down. Yes. Like, unbelievable. Like, to the point where I can't believe that the wind wouldn't just bat it up, you know, just right, right down to the ground. Yeah. Well, if he throws it so hard and... The thing that would probably catch a lot of new viewers, so any of our individuals that just started playing, the stepping inside the circle. 
it's kind of a little mind game because yeah. he's stepping to his lie. He's not stepping beyond his right. lie. So he has that step when he pitches. Mm -hmm. And there was a lot of times where he was pitching, and I know that I saw a couple little rumblings here and there, social media, talking about, like, foot faults and stuff like yeah. that. And I was just like, no, no, he's stepping to his lie. He's not stepping over his mm -hmm. lie. So it was kind of neat. But, I mean, but even he, if he kicked his mini, though, he, he could get called for. Exactly, so. yeah. But he was pretty good about it. I mean, he, he was. was always – because you got 13 inches behind your yeah. lie. So, yeah. I mean, yeah, but – I wish I had a putt that was that consistent and that good. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Even if it's unorthodox, that doesn't matter to me. Someone, I think it was Johnny V on Smashbox, he's calling it like the old man putt or something like oh. that. But, you know, it's like one of those things like you see it's just so unique. But he developed that. He obviously developed that from like watching somebody do it before. Like Potentially, just, yeah. Yeah, you know, like, it could, like I, he's the only person I've seen doing it but that's got to be a learned thing from like something else or like uh -huh. some other sport that he just learned to do that. Who was the guy, uh, Bill, the old guy that came, he's like PDGA oh. number 1300. He putted like that. He I had that. You're talking. Brian? He, was it Brian? Brian, um, well, I can't even remember his name. Anyways, yeah, he comes up every about. year. Yeah. Um, and that's how he has a putt just like that, mm -hmm. where he has that pitch putt. And he's always within three feet, but 90% of the time he hits something. Sure. You know, he yeah. always hits chains or something like that. And he's, I mean, it's deadly from, if he has that room to do it, it's deadly. But I think Jake took it to just a whole nother yeah. level. Because like the way he cocks his wrist to get the snap on the disc, it, like when you're pulling through is mm -hmm. unbelievable. Like I've tried it a couple times in rounds and like as soon as you snap your wrist, it, they're, the force of the disc makes it you know want to turn like almost right away when you're snapping your wrist so you're sure. like, gonna like airball a shot or something yeah you know, pull it to the right yeah. yep 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 yeah i thought it was neat I, I i liked watching it it was a little unorthodox but i mean i think it's neat i, I think just because of that you will see it more out on the courses now yeah just because people are like people oh, pay, why yeah, not they'll look for it more yep. yeah because i've seen some pretty interesting i was at memorial the first time we went to memorial and there was a gentleman that would turn his back he was kind of like a kona putt oh, he would okay. turn his back to the basket and then like kind of reach behind him to putt and oh, that's how he would putt to where he couldn't go right yeah and i asked him about it because we were playing on the same not on the same card but we were practicing and we just happened to be on the same scene i was like dude why do you putt like that and he goes man it stops me from throwing right i would always miss right so yeah. i would turn my back to it and now i don't miss right oh i'll talk <laughs> You just brought Conan, but I'll bring it up at the uh, at the end of when we're done talking about DDO. Sure. Yeah. But um. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. So then we'll go into second place. The man that I am super happy he's back in the conversation, and he's back playing because Simon Lazat is nothing but good for the sport. Absolutely. And something to consider: Simon Lazat really hasn't played since 2020. Yeah, he so missed all with, these the, with the elbow. Elbow, then the baby, yeah. then, I mean. Yeah, he came back at Waco, which was mm -hmm. kind of a surprise. I think he was going to come back Texas States for sure, but he yeah. got to that tournament early. But he's been playing well. Right, very. Like, yeah. Like, he's not, he's still, 
He's not doing the showman lines as well, much. Well, I mean, hole nine at Country Club, his mm-hmm. big turnover where he oh, went out sure. of bounds and landed in circle one. Unfortunately, he missed the putt. Yeah. But that was definitely a showman shot. Oh, for Simon sure. Line. Like, yeah, that, that was, was definitely. Yeah. And, and you like to see that now. But man, I, like oh, getting back to what I was saying, being that he hasn't played since 2020, you think of all COVID golfers. Right. They just, they don't know him. I well, mean, they know him, but. I mean, he, before that, he was extremely active with the vlogs. Oh, like for sure. COVID. And for I think, sure. And, you know, he gained, you know, over 100,000 subscribers in that time. So people mm-hmm. were definitely checking out disc golf, any kind of disc golf yep. media they could get. So I, I'm sure there's plenty of people that know who he is now. You know? Oh, I'm sure. Well, and it's, it's the, and I hate to compare him, but it's the Brody Smith syndrome. Like. People don't realize that Brody Smith was one of the best ultimate player Frisbees mm-hmm. that ever existed. Yeah. Still to this day. And they know him for his trick shots. Yeah. Yeah. People don't know that Brody Smith was a very, very good am golfer. Like, but they saw his, you know, YouTube. And I think Simon falls into that same same thing. Like, they know that he's a very, very good showman in disc golf, like trick mm-hmm. shots, things like that. But to actually know that he's actually a really good disc golfer, I mean, that's so I'm excited because, like I said, Simon's nothing but good for the sport. There is, and right now, with the way you know, with Eagle out and mm-hmm. uh, Kyle Klein maybe not playing the best, I mean, he played okay here, mm-hmm. but I mean, he's what disc mini has. I mean, Ellen Hansen has just been playing like right. playing well for FPO, but I mean, as far as MPO, he's the name right exactly. now for disc mania, yep, yep. Like I said, just good for the sport. And then Ricky, Ricky in the bucket hat, the Raptor yeah. bucket hat. <laughs> so almost I, didn't recognize him out there. I was like, it was awesome because I turned it on too because I wanted. I was really rooting for Brody, so I wanted to watch the first yeah. couple holes, and he kind of fell apart. So then I stopped watching it. <laughs> but I mean, I, I it was so goofy. It was awesome. Right. Like, you know, like yeah. it was so bad. It was good. One like of those the whole things. outfit was just head to toe. Like, <laughs> like his Raptors yeah. were all over the place. Yeah. Oh man. It was awesome. But now the bucket hat thing, I bet you was going to be all over the place. They're coming out in a little while from what I've heard. Oh, are they yeah. really? They're going to release some yeah, of them? Yeah, they're going to release some of those. Uh, I think it's Circle One Disc Golf. That's his apparel. Okay. Or he has a, yeah, you know, along with Didi and everything. But mm-hmm. yeah, I think they're going to come up with those in a couple of weeks. That'll be awesome. I bet you they'll sell very I well. I would think so. They'll sell very well. Even if they put that, because he had the polo was the same way, just a bunch of little yes. Raptors and, and then his shorts I were think the they're same. coming out with a bunch of colors. Like he was talking about it last <laughs> night. And I was like, oh, that's kind of cool. That is kind of cool. Sublimation, man. That stuff is awesome what mm-hmm. they can do. So um, yeah, so good for him. Kristen Tatar, is it too early to say I told you so about the Europeans? How I, I really didn't think Henna and Evelina were going to be a factor, and I was really surprised that everybody just kind of discounted Kristen Tatar. No, Not that I, I was arguing so. with you, but like at this point, is it safe to say that Kristen Tatar is the best disc golfer, female disc golfer? I think it's... Plain and simple this year. Yeah, I th- yeah, absolutely. Like, wow. I think that's without a doubt. Yeah, and and not just by the stats. <laughs> like, 
head to head. They did some comp. Uh, who did I hear? It was, where did I hear? It was on. Um, was it Nick and, Nick Matt? and Matt? Okay. Yeah, where they're counting, counting like the. It was when. Kristen, Page, and Kat are all in the same field. How many, they, how many wins they have against them in the field. And then within the past 12 months, mm-hmm. I think Kristen had four, Page had three, Katrina had two. Yep. And I forgot what the breakdown was like overall, but yeah. that was within the past year. Yeah, and then Kristen Tatar has not been off the podium once this year. Yeah. Not that's, once. That's crazy. And she has, I think she has over, out of all of her rounds, she has something like nine rounds over 1,000 rated. Just in this past tournament, she had two rounds over 1,000 rated. Yeah, yeah. You know, she averaged like 999 or 998 or something like mm-hmm. that. So that race to 1,000, that Paige, everybody said, nah, Paige will get it. Kristen's, I think, in the hunt for that now. I think so. So Yeah. And it's crazy, too, because... Kristen had, I think, round one, she was at plus six. Mm-hmm. Round two, she was six under. Like, she came back and, like, got to even. Yep. And then I think she finished... One over. One over, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then the fight with her and Kat at Country Club the final day was awesome. That was a, not a literal fight. But, yeah, not a literal <laughs> a disc fight, fight, but the disc golf battle. It, yeah, because Kat was down four going into the final round or mm-hmm. six so she made she cat ended up birdieing the first six holes yes and Kristen, um what happened she dropped to yeah i think she bogeyed to double bogeyed at least one hole okay maybe that's what it was she, she dropped two strokes yeah so yeah so cat was down four strokes going into the mm-hmm. right is that how yeah I think no so. six strokes going into the yeah and she round. made them up in the first uh-huh. Yeah, and Kristen dropped down to one, and she actually was at one point two below um, Cat so. yeah. for, and then sixteen happened. Yeah, like, like I watching that hole, I was shocked at yeah. that play. Like Cat going forehand off the tee, but like short off to that right hand side, close to where the um, the layup, the drop zone is. Kind yeah. of yeah, the layup. Was, and then Kristen just parked her her shot on the island. It's like. That's a big swing. Like, yes. That's a huge momentum. Well, and then after going up, Cat throws it OB mm-hmm. and then steps up, sinks a putt. Katrina, um, uh, Kristen puts it like basically airmails it. Yeah. And, and it somehow slides it's, off the island. Somehow hers stuck. stays. Yeah. yeah. And Cat chained out like it was high right side, but it spit out. It was, no, it was low right side and just spit straight through and went right in the water, just slid right into the water. Like, but Kristen somehow stayed in, and that was the change of it right there. Yeah. That was the two-stroke swing, put her a one-up over and just held on, you know, and that was it. So, But a good, good back and forth between those two, and for Kat to come up that, I mean, Kat is interchangeably between Paige and Kat. Mm-hmm. I don't know who you can argue who's yeah. second place I right mean, now. You could argue that maybe Kat jumped Paige. Paige has been off the podium. You know, Paige has been... Kind of off the podium in the past couple of weeks, or you know, yeah, she has, she's struggled 
Yeah. I mean, she was she was tied after the first round at minus two, her and Christine mm-hmm. Jennings. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, the two of them just kind of slid down and yep. other people slid up. And yeah, yep. the wind was just such a factor. It, it was, was just so crazy, crazy wind. Yeah. And they said that was abnormally strong winds for um, DDO. And, you know, for from going back in time, trying to think, watching Glass Blown and DDO, there's always one round where it's windy, but I don't know if I've ever seen it that windy. Yeah, I don't know. I know last year the f- first first round definitely there was rain mm-hmm. and wind. I think second, and you were there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, second day still not so great, but Ricky ended up having the hot round the second round last mm-hmm. year's uh, DDO, and um, yeah, raincoat Ricky. Yeah, it's it's. It was windy, but not like this. Yeah. Definitely not like this. Yeah. So preview for worlds is what it is. Mm-hmm. And for the most part, there's nothing but positive things to say. I mean, that I'm hearing. And you hear the rumblings of artificial bees, garbage, blah, yeah. blah, blah. Yeah. Like, I don't, I guess I, I don't have a strong feeling one way or the other of OB. As long as it's marked and there's no questions mm-hmm. when you play, then it's fine with me. I think there were some holes it looked like that, like hole one landing on that island that, I mean, it's a beautiful island I yeah. mean, that the landscaping is awesome, but dude, that is, I mean, it's like 240 some feet. 291. 290. Oh, so it's just, just shy of 300. 291 downhill. You could play it safe to that little creek where like the gap was with the trees. Okay. And then anything past that was OB. Uh-huh. And then, you know, the drop zone was just past that little creek ricky hit it like ricky failed to lay up round one you uh-huh. saw his disc slider roll into that little creek a lot of pros had trouble just hitting like a hundred foot little yeah upshot to that you know trying to land it but then he ended up sinking the putt mm-hmm. you know on the island which was crazy but um yeah that's that hole proved to be more difficult than a lot of people right would expect but a lot of big numbers on that yeah i mean i think paul first round took a six on it or something like that was it first round or second? No, I mean, first round there took a six on it. Yeah. But yeah, I, beautiful, beautiful. But man, that is a hard shot. It is. I heard the, the they were talking about on Understable Minds that the guy who made that hole, like they had designed it, he built that all within a week. All that stone and everything. Jeez. Like he just worked like hard the whole Dang. for a week making that. I mean, it's beautiful. It like, is. It is awesome. And I think it's, it can become a very iconic hole. Mm-hmm. People were talking about the gaps, not fair, the this, the that. Like, I don't know. I, I'm kind of I'm kind of on McCabe's side saying that you don't have to be able to park every single hole. You don't have like sometimes a par, getting a par is a good score. Mm-hmm. And to have that in disc golf, like instead of the birdie being the good score, the par is a good score, like you're all paying the same numbers anyways, mm-hmm. you know. It just has a label on it. Yeah. So no, I'm on I'm on his side with that, but like I said, I don't have any inkling or I don't have any strong feeling one way or the other whether it was a fair course, not a fair course. I'm excited to see it in worlds. Yeah. It was definitely a long course. Mm-hmm. It was over ten. It was like ten thousand seven hundred feet or something like that. Yep. And you could tell mentally people were getting tired playing in the wind on such a long sure. course that sure. just mental fatigue, physical fatigue while throwing yep. in the wind. You know, just having to throw over stable discs the whole time. Yep. And just using that power to get as far as you can. Yeah. And that's a lot. And the wind takes a lot out of you. I mean, it dehydrates you really mm-hmm. quick. It just takes a lot. It's, I mean, 
disc golf at that level is probably pretty darn hard, more, more difficult than I can ever assume it will be as far as mentally taxing and physically. Mm -hmm. Then you add the wind on top of it. Man, it's just, yeah, but I didn't like, like, I liked the course of what, like a lot. There was a couple holes like from watching it last year, you could tell that they're just kind of playing a couple of the holes like counterclockwise, Mm -hmm. you know, like, okay, we're going to flip it around. Like hole five was the same. I can definitely tell you that hole five at Jones Supreme was like kind of the same. I think maybe it was an Island hole last year. Like I remember the bridge and there was some, um, markers. So one or the hole next to it, I forgot what hole it was, but there's two holes that were pretty much the same going the Mm -hmm. same direction. And then, um, hole six, like you go up, I just I just remember the layout from last year and how it was played this year, and it just seemed like a lot of things were kind of played in reverse with different pin positions and the new tee pads and stuff like that. Right, so. yeah. But it was overall challenging, and I think once the wind dies down, you'll see those negative scores. Like, yeah. You know, they'll be popping off. Yeah. But um, it, we, I don't think we'll see the negative 14, 42 or whatever, like Paul shot, you know, Probably like for not. all four rounds. Yeah. But, and I even heard that maybe... There, it might be one round at Jones Supreme and three at Country Club. Like Eric, uh, there's kind five of, rounds. Oh, five so rounds. So it'd be two and three. Two and three. Okay. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. that makes yeah. So that yeah, makes sense. And it, yeah, I could I could understand that because I think the more viewable course is Country Club. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Um, I think what's going to kind of separate the pack is going to be those first two rounds. Mm-hmm. So, not bad. Um, I'm excited to see it in Worlds. I'm excited to see what Paul comes back to do yeah. in Worlds and how he's going to perform because I think, I think he's going to have a a debt to settle. Right. You know, I I think he's going to have some something to prove. Yeah. When he comes back, it's so. cool. He stuck around and watched though. He did. Day. Yes. Like he was hanging out with. Um, I think he. I don't know if he was like watching Kristen Tatar's daughter. Like I know he and Hannah have gotten kind of close with Silver sure. and her. And I saw him standing by, I'm, I'm not sure, what, I forgot what Kristen's daughter's name mm-hmm. is, but um, I saw him standing by her. So I don't know if like he was kind of like the guardian while yeah. they were walking around. Well, there. that'd be pretty cool. Mm-hmm. That's all. I mean, it's just awesome that he came back to watch. I mean, he could have easily just been out. Yeah. You know, because I know they're doing stuff down in Florida trying to buy a home or something like mm-hmm. that. You know, he could have easily just been like, eh, I'm out, you yeah. know, but no, he stuck around. I mean, and I'm sure he had the flight scheduled. I mean, there's certain things, but that's good. That's a true competitor for the very first time in your professional career ever to miss the cut and do it in a pretty devastating fashion. Yeah. Like, and to still stay around, like, I wouldn't have. I would have been crying in bed, and, <laughs> you know, but I guess that's the difference between him and I. Right, right. So, <laughs> um, but yeah, so let's go over our picks. Okay. So, you killed it in FPO. I did okay. So you got the first, the second, and the seventh. So you had Tatar Allen. So you had Allen for first, Tatar for second, and Amanda Hano for third. So it ended up being where Tatar was first, Allen was second, and then Amanda Hano ended up being seventh. Yeah, that's pretty decent. So, no, not too bad. Not too bad. And then I had Tatar Gannon and Merch. So I had first, 16th, and 17th. So not too bad. I, I'm glad they all showed up, but as far as the size of the field, I mean, I could have done better. I yeah, <laughs> could have done yes. a lot better. Um, and then let's see, 
MPO, we had, both of us had Paul to win. <laughs> Didn't make the cut. So we'll scratch those ones out. Um, I had Dickerson and Ricky. So Ricky came in first, and then Dickerson was in eighth. You had Calvin and Gannon both tied for 10th. Yeah. So, so we kind of offset each other's picks there. So um, as far as tournaments go, really, Goat Hill is the next one, but there it won't be a great field. There's not going to be a lot of... High no. top level pros, is that, but is that a silver series? No, it's no, nothing. It's not. it just an A tier. Just an A tier this okay, year. Okay, yeah, because yeah. I mean the next elite series is OTB, and that's in two weeks. So I mean, there's yeah. really not much going on. Yeah, the OTB. Yeah, so yeah, there's not much coming. But right. yeah, Challenger Goat Hill is the next one, right? Am yes. I right? Or is it Santa Cruz? I know Ricky talked about playing Santa Cruz. Okay, so, so Masters Cup might be coming. But Ricky's down in Mexico. But he's going to play it. He told me, he, like, he mentioned he was going to play Santa Cruz. But he's relaxing right now in Mexico, yeah. Okay, is Santa so then it is Goat Hill this weekend. It could be. Okay, yeah. okay. So and Dickerson's taking two months off. Really, just, oh, yeah, because he doesn't want to do the West Coast. Yeah, 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 so he's skipping OTB, he's skipping um, Beaver State, like all those. Yeah, well, that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, all right, and then let's see. So there was a skins match play. Oh, I was going to mention. Oh. oh, yeah. Go ahead. I was just going to mention Kona. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, so she ended up dropping out. Like, there mm-hmm. was apparently the a COVID couple, scare. COVID, yeah, a couple mm-hmm. people. Colton ended up getting it, and Kona ended up testing negative, but mm-hmm. she had wanted to drop out because of some immunocompromised competitors, I think. And then Maddie O dropped out. Yeah, because he had it. Yeah, and then I think there was one other person that I had heard that. Oh, I can't remember. Dropped. Uh, Tristan Tanner. Yes, Tristan Tanner. That mm-hmm. was it. And that mm-hmm. kind of. That, that's there was one bad. other person. There were four people. To, oh, that was four with Kona. Yeah, that was Kona. Yeah. I mean, she didn't have it, but she elected to drop. And that's yeah, it's too bad because that's three trilogy players. Mm-hmm. You know, and Tristan Tanner was playing pretty well. Mm-hmm. I don't know how Matt Orem or Kona were really doing, but yeah, I, I just, didn't pay attention to either of those. No. But but I think Orem never even teed off. Really? I okay. I'm not sure he did or didn't. But okay. um, so my question with that is. When does it stop being a thing? Like, is this going to be just forever, the the COVID thing in disc golf? Like, how much longer is it? Yeah, I don't know. Like, when does it become, how can I say this without being controversial? No, I don't care. When is it going to become another, just someone sick? Yeah, I don't know. You know, because numbers aren't dictating that it's any more dangerous than anything else. And... I know we have to keep an eye on it because we don't have proper vaccines. You know, there's certain things that need to be done, and I think those need to be taken care of first. But how long is this going to be the priority, you know? Like, I wonder if if the PDGA or the Pro Tour is going to – I mean, I'm sure the rest of this year, but next year is this still going to be – Yeah, it's kind of one of those weird things because, like, here locally – I've definitely like numbers have dropped. Like I haven't heard anything about it. Mm-hmm. But for the pro tour traveling from state to state, I feel like I you know, who knows what numbers are being reported state by state or yeah. whatever local well, area. And then other countries at. like China shutting down mm-hmm. things like that. Canada is still under pretty strict um, mm-hmm. guidelines and mm-hmm. restrictions as well. Yeah. So I think just more like. Oh, I want it to be over. Yeah. <laughs> I just exactly. want it to be done. So every time you think you're getting like, oh, it's gonna go back to normal and then something else happens. Mm-hmm. So um, but sucks. Hopefully uh good health and everything is good and nobody gets abnormally sick and um they recover well. So US Women's Disc Golf Championship. 
record numbers, 346 players. That's am and. Am and pro. Yeah, that's awesome. And that's that's an all-women's event. And that's fantastic. 346 women. Mm-hmm. That's great. And to see that type of growth when, I think when they started that, I mean, you would have 40, 50 yeah. women total. Right. That's fantastic. I mean, I think that is awesome. So good to hear. So that's awesome. So good news. Be in Madison. Is it in Madison? Yeah. Oh, that's right. That's awesome. There, yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember now. Okay. Because they were talking about how it's the first time that, uh, Nate Doss, Valerie Jenkins, was would have potentially been back to Madison since she won. Oh, so, okay. That's cool. Yeah. All right. So let's have a conversation about our doubles round. Mm. Or do you just want to skip that? <laughs> <laughs> so there's this thing between JP and I. So I'll tell you, the local course that I play um, or that we play, I, on the regular... I'm anywhere between three to six under on this course. I've had as low as a seven under round there was my record. Usually when we play doubles and I've, I've won a considerable amount of times with my partner, we're usually in that eight to 10 range. Mm. You know, six to nine is a really respectable score. One over. I don't know if you and I have even played under par <laughs> as partners. I don't know. That's a, that's a and it's not question. your fault. Can we it's, stat man with this? Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> There's something. You and I get together, and it's, you know, and it's not even that we're, th- I get, obviously we're throwing bad shots, but it's not that we're like horrendous. No. It's just we can't pull together at the same time. <laughs> right. Right. So, <laughs> <laughs> it's funny too because like the week before Tyler and I were killing it we were nine under yeah I mean there wasn't a lot of people but we still played like really well uh-huh I felt really confident going into this <laughs> that's this, right you won the week before week, yeah so <laughs> I was like all right I'm with Shane we'll do, we'll do all right and then I was like okay we're gonna shank a couple drives on this hole yeah and then putting was a well, problem I didn't putt very well and it's it's weird like this isn't like a you know, popping my own collar or giving like, but usually when people get me as a partner, like, yeah, that's great. You know, we're going to win. And and there's a really good chance because I think last year, I think I won like eight or nine of them, <laughs> you know, like, like with my partner, of yeah, course. Yeah. But yeah, for some reason. And then you and I get together and I think we played like three times together as t- partners. Yeah. You know? Something like Because <laughs> you flop between the A and the B pool. Yeah. Depending on who's there. Mm-hmm. And this week just happened to be in the B pool and I, I'm in the A pool. So, oh man, I just, I couldn't, I couldn't figure it out. And it didn't matter how I threw or what I was throwing, forehand, backhand, putters. It didn't matter. Like nothing worked. Yeah. Nothing worked. <laughs> I, yeah, like I had just a couple drives where I'd hit a tree or I'd just get a really weird line and it just wouldn't work out yeah. here and there. And then I'm trying to think of any particular whole 15 really screwed <laughs> Oh, that's the one in the woods, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah, that was bad. Well, at that point, we were already like four strokes back from the yeah. people we were playing against. Right. So we were just like, man, let's have fun. So we these gaps that didn't exist. You know how they say in disc golf, take the ninety percent, not the ten percent. Yeah, we were taking the ten percent yeah. gaps. <laughs> you know, it would have been very easy to pitch out and take the bogey instead of the double bogey. 
Right, right. So, hey, look, there's a window here that's yeah. like two feet wide, but, you know, like, I think I can hit it. you got to hit like 90 feet straight as an arrow, <laughs> but it's only two feet wide. It's like throwing down a pipe. Yeah. So, yeah. but yeah, so we'll... Uh, it was fun. We'll do better next time. Yeah. Because we finished one over. And like I said, on the regular... Well, although the last time I played solo, it was seven over, which sucked. It was a bad day. That Very was a day I played with time. Tyler and Jordan. Jordan. So, yeah. um, it was seven. No, it was nine over. I think. I don't know. Anyways, it was bad. So, um, yeah, so goes. Yeah, but we'll we'll do better next time. How about that? So, you want to go first or me? Oh, yeah. Random question. Uh huh. Okay. I'll go. I'll I'll go first. All right. All right. If you had to stick out the zombie apocalypse with a FPO and an MPO player, one of each, who would they be? One of each. FPO, MPO. Do you have something in your mind? Yeah. Okay. So I am going to say... FPO, MPO. This is hard. So how in-depth do I get? Because this is like restart a population or just survive <laughs> just survive just survive okay yeah so this isn't like building a community this is just like we need to survive for x so let's say a week or something like yeah, that yeah something okay. like that okay so just based on survival i would say oh i don't know this is hard okay i'll take jen allen as my fpo okay and the reason why is i feel like she would be like super take charge, athletic. Like I know she's strong, and I think she did like taekwondo or something like that. Okay. Or, so I feel like she could hold her own. Yeah. Um. And I think it'd be awesome to spend time and talk with her because I, she's seems like a cool chick. Um, F MPO. <laughs> I just need someone that's brutish, so I'm going to go with uh, Ezra. Ezra Aderhold. So I just feel like, <laughs> are these the same people you picked? Ezra was going to be one of my best. Okay. Somebody else. Okay. Because I just I need to put like a piece of lumber in someone's hand and he can <laughs> swing it. Like <laughs> That's yeah. Ezra Aderhold. So why am I writing their names down at the same I time? Know. I just noticed that. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So those are my two. Okay. Let's hear it. So, yeah, Ezra was going to be mine because for the same reason, he's big and <laughs> brutish. I was like, he's strong. I think he could whip some ass. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, my pick for – I'm going to pick Chris Dickerson. Dickerson, okay. I think Is it that crazy beat serial killer vibe? <laughs> no. I think he might have, like, good survival, like, skills, like hunting, fishing. Like, okay. if you have to, like, survive on, like – Yeah, Hamas would be that good way, too. Oh, that, yeah. that – absolutely. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And he took, he took this week off. Uh, yeah, for DDO. But yeah, like I think if you had to like truly survive off the land and like blend in or, you know, like he would be somebody that could maybe get through it and like, hey, that berry's poisonous. You shouldn't eat it or like, yeah. something like yeah. that. I like that. And then the other person I was going to pick was uh, Katrina because I think she's a pretty take charge and like yeah. level headed for sure. Like mm -hmm. in a situation, she would just hold her cool and not freak out. Yeah. But yep. she's also like working out all the time. She's on the carnivore diet yeah oh she does the carnivore yeah oh i sure. didn't know that okay yeah so I, I i think she could make it through as well um you know who else sarah gilpin oh okay like i feel like sarah gilpin might be one because she's like super nature like but i don't know if she could kill anything like yeah. i think she's super like i love everything mm -hmm. everything has but she might be a good one too okay 
would Emerson Keith survive? I give it. Yeah, he'd be cra- he'd hide in a log. Oh. He'd hide in a log. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Absolutely he would. I was trying to think of people that maybe couldn't survive. <laughs> Who would be the people that couldn't survive? Yeah, there there could be people. Yeah. All right. Here we go. Ready? All right. If there was a disc golf sitcom, who would be in it? Ooh. MPO, FPO. MPO. Zach Melton. Melton? Okay. Yeah. I, I, <laughs> like I like him right off the top. Like I can just, I can see him. Would he play like the Kramer role or would he just? You know, it's funny. Like it's hard to, I need like some kind of like. All right. How about this? Big Bang Theory. And you had to recast it with disc golfers. Oh, okay. <laughs> I didn't really watch that show. Oh, you didn't? No. Oh, it's a good show. Okay. It's a good show. Yeah. I can see, yeah. Like, Zach's funny. And, like, I would definitely pick, like, Zach and mm-hmm. Calvin. Like, is their dynamic? Heimer, yeah. Yeah, they're dynamic together. And I think that would go, like, I haven't seen it, but what's his, um, Jim, what's his name from Big Bang Theory? Like, he's the tall guy that's, like, kind of, like, the Oh, nerd. yeah, yeah. And then the Johnny Galecki mm-hmm. with the glasses, like, they're dynamic together. Be, you know. Yeah. Um, I think... Cat merch. Okay, I can see that. Um, she's just kind of funny to me. Like, I she, she is like I her whole she, like spider thing when she was carrying the spider on the disc. <laughs> yeah, like, that was that was pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. I think she she's had some funny um, like TikToks and things too. That like kind oh, of, I don't follow her. Yeah. Oh, I should. Okay. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think of who else would be good. I feel like you kind of need like that straight man roll a little bit as well okay like the joey from friends type role no like like you have the people like well i guess like but joey's like that role where he's like not dumb but like very (laughs) pretty aloof (laughs) yeah okay yeah i want to have like (laughs) that's more of like a threes company thing those three (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but with Melton and because Heimberg was definitely in my so I, I think okay. Heimberg and Germ oh, without Germ a doubt good. yeah and then from there I've tossed out Yuli mm. you know I think Yuli would be good Heather Young and then Cat Merch was one when you said that I was like absolutely Cat Merch but then you need that like goofy bubbly like I'm trying to think like Hannah Macbeth okay. I was gonna say like Tina Oakley. Oh, she would be good too. She, Eric Oakley would be good. Yeah, too. Yeah, Eric would be good too. Yeah, yeah. Tina, <laughs> that would be funny. So, all right. Um, I don't know if there's anything else we have to talk about. So, let's get into the shop updates. Uh, we just got a Prodigy restock this week. So mm-hmm. last week we got last week and the week before we got a ton of stuff. We got the Ledstone drop. I mean, we got on and on Discraft and. Um, bags and blah, blah, blah. And this week is just the Prodigy Restock. So we got a couple of the Team Series, and then we got the Distortion. Ooh. Is that the Distortion, the D2? Distortion, no, the Distortion's a mid, or like Putton approach. Oh, then it's not. It's the Reverb. Reverb? Reverb. That's, that's the Kevin Jones. Yeah, disc, that's yeah. what we got. So we got the Reverb. Um, I mean, the Distortion's also a Kevin Jones, but the Drivers, yeah. the Reverb. Yeah. So that's the... The reverb, the D, D2-ish yeah, one. Yeah, I think so. So 
Yeah, we got the reverb in, or we, we should have it in. Actually, it should have been delivered today. Um, and then, uh, yeah, so that's really about it. Um, we have some new movings and shakings going around, and um, we're putting new racks in still. We're still moving stuff around because we have so many discs, um, which is awesome. But outside of that, uh, yeah, go check out the site. Everything is online that we can put online. We do have Zuka, and Zuka will be going live pretty soon too. And we got a, another employee coming. Well, actually, he used to be an employee. He's coming back for the summer. And what we're going to do is we're going to really focus on putting out um, TikToks and Instagram reels and all that fun stuff. And we're going to rebuild the website. And this is, this is the one that you're going to like. We're going to start a YouTube so we're going to see if we can push out some videos on YouTube, testing discs, doing things like that. Yeah. Um, fun little rounds, you know, comparing side by side discs. So we'll probably start doing that this summer. So one uh, day dedicated, Joe, if you hear this one day dedicated, um, to social media and, you know, online presence. So that's cool. Did you mention last time that you guys had the, uh, Paul Macbeth bags and the, yeah, and the buzz, buzz bag. bags? Yeah. The Paul Macbeth and the buzz bags. Yeah. The Paul Macbeth are the big boys, the, the AX fives. Yeah. yeah. Um, those are the big boys. And then the BX threes mm -hmm. we have, uh, with the buzz. So, yeah. Oh, the Paul. So last time I was in, I was looking at the Paul Macbeth bags there was two like special blend or special edition Lunas. Yes, that came with it. Yeah, and yeah. I was like, ooh, these are, I just felt them. Yeah, they're super, super soft, super gummy. They're kind of like the very first rendition of the Luna, mm -hmm. but they're softer. Yeah. So, but they have that same tacky, like rubber blend yeah. almost to them. So yeah, they're really nice. So and those come with Paul Macbeth in yeah. a bag. So uh, I think that's it. So we have an Instagram. Yeah. New new Instagram for the for the podcast. Mm -hmm. It is night underscore owls underscore pod, and that's for the uh, show page. Let me just double check that real quick. <laughs> I'm sure if you just look up Night Owls Disc Golf Podcast, yeah, it'll come up. It will. Yep, that's yeah. Night, yeah, night underscore owls underscore pod. Yep, and All that's right. for the podcast. Yeah, and door underscore disc underscore golf. And yours. One night dot owl. There you go. Yeah. All right. Keep it subpar and make sure you check out his OnlyFans. We're not going to put that on the Night Owls Disc Call podcast page, are we? <laughs> Get a feet pick. Yeah, the feet pick. <laughs> Just kidding. Just okay. But I well, need money for discs. <laughs> money for yes. So he'll take pictures of his... D's to <laughs> buy more D's. <laughs> Peace.